Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is June 18th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Today, I'm going over my mock draft 2.0. So this is the second one, hence the 2.0. <laughs> A few things have changed. So my first round is not drastically different, but there are some minor tweaks in there. And I'm going to provide you with my second round for the first time today as well. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Although before we start, I do have to give a huge congratulations to the Warriors on defeating the Celtics in six games. And most of that core has won their fourth championship. So congratulations. Now, the few changes that have happened in the draft are the Rockets have traded away Christian Wood for the 26th pick to the Dallas Mavericks. And they sent back some ancillary pieces um, as well. So Dallas no longer has a first round pick. Dallas doesn't have a second round pick there. So they're out. <laughs> and in other news, the Nuggets traded Jamichael Green and a 2027 first round pick for the 30th pick in this year's draft. So the Nuggets have two first round picks now. And uh, the Thunder traded away that 30th pick, but it didn't really matter because they still have three high picks in this draft. So and the Thunder will just continue to be completely loaded with picks forever. Now, for my mock draft, let's go. Let's get to it. Number one, I still have Jabari Smith as the number one pick in the draft to the Orlando Magic. My opinion, he's the best player in this draft. 6'10", 4 from Auburn, 220 pounds, shot 42% from three, average 17 and 7 per game. Very long-rangey athlete, can do it all. I mean, tremendous shooter, whether it's the two or the three. Can break you down, drive to the rack, has a turnaround J. Perfect player. He could be the next Kevin Durant. Slightly different, but <laughs> that's the general general synopsis on Jabari Smith, you know. I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on these guys this time because I'm doing all 58 picks. <laughs> And I've covered them in my first round, my mock 1.0. So I'm just give you a brief description of them and keep it moving. Y'all don't want to be here all day anyway. I know. For the number two pick, I have the Thunder taking Chet Holmgren. I think he's just going to be too good to pass up. All reports are he wants to play for OKC very bad. And he's not even working out or giving medical information to other teams other than Orlando and Okay, see, so he's a seven-foot center from Gonzaga. He is a unicorn. Some people compare him to Chris, uh, Christoph Przingis. Some people compare him to Bobo. That would be me. <laughs> he's going to be somewhere in between that spectrum. We will see if he reaches his potential, but he's a very unique center. Very, I mean, he can run, he can dribble the ball up the court. I was going to say he's very fast. He's not very fast. He's decently fast, but you know, blocks a lot of shots, protects the rims well, the rim well, can shoot the three, and he can be a game changer for a franchise if he hits. If he doesn't hit, he'll be like another center that's on the stockpile for the Orlando Magic because they have a lot of talented centers, and none of them have really done anything to help that team. Number three, I have the Rockets taking Paolo Banquero, the 6'10 four from Duke. 
Average 17 and 8. Shot 34% from three. Now, he can hit the J. Nice fadeaway. He's going to be a perfect big man. He's not a center, but big man for today's NBA. He kind of plays like a small forward, but he can play that power forward as well. You know, can do everything you want to on the court. Big, strong player, but fluid still. He's a little clunky, like Jabari Smith with his moves and movements are very smooth. Paolo is a little, you know, <laughs> a little clunky, but he still gets the job done. Just because he's, you know, strong and everything, big, bulky guy. But he can still dribble the ball, crossover. You know, some people compare him to Blake Griffin. I compare him a little to Miles Bridges. He should be a great fit for the Rockets. Number four, I have the Kings taking Jaden Ivey. You know, I truly think they will trade trade this pick. If not, they will end up trading one of their three guards, just like they did last year. Um, But Jaden Ivey, in my opinion, is the second best player in this draft. But like I said, with OKC, I don't see why they would draft him considering they're so loaded at guards. But you never know. There's been a lot of talk and, you know, discussion about OKC wants Jaden Ivey. It could be a smoke screen. We don't know. But either way, Jaden Ivey is the second best player in this draft. You heard it here first. The 6'4 guard from Purdue shot 36% from three. He's just a fierce competitor. No fear when attacking the rim. You know, he attacks the rim like a young Russell Westbrook. You know, he makes some tremendous layups. I mean, you know, when you think of a tremendous person that makes layups, you think of Kyrie Irving. That's how he makes layups, Jaden Affey. You know, he's a good rebounder and, you know, makes some special passes. He can do it all. I mean, you could say he could be the next John Moran if he plays point guard in the NBA, which I think he should. So Jaden Affey to the Kings. Number five. I still have the Pistons taking Shaden Sharp. There's been a lot of talk and debate. He could be slipping. I don't know. I think the Detroit Pistons are disappointed they have the fifth pick, and I don't think they're going to pick a safe guy. I think they're going to reach for the stars, go with the unknown, unproven guy with potential to be a superstar, and that's Shaden Sharp. He probably has the highest ceiling of anyone left in the draft right here if he hits. So I think that's what the Pistons are going to do. He was the number one player coming out of high school. Everyone knows that. Did not play for Kentucky. But he has a nice handle, nice pull-up. He plays like a star. You know, I could see him playing like Jalen Green next year with with, uh, Detroit. Having that type of role. Having that type of scoring output. He plays like a lightning quick with his moves. You know, you just have to wonder if he's going to take some time to adjust to the NBA without him playing last year at all, which I'm sure he will. I mean, Jalen Green had to adjust, took him some time, took him three-fourths of the season. So it could take Shaden Sharp all season to get it right. But if he hits, it'll be worth it. Number six, I have the Pacers taking Keegan Murray, 6'8", 4", from Iowa. Average 23.5 points per game. That's the big appeal. But a lot of people are saying that's Iowa. They find one person, make them the guy. There's a go-to guy. So if Keegan Murray was on a different team, would he have scored that many points? I don't know. I think a lot of his moves are, like I said, with Paolo, clunky. But Keegan's are really clunky. (laughs) You know, he just burrows his way down to the basket and kind of just throws up some weird shots at times. He doesn't really get a lot of lift, doesn't really create a lot of space. 
<clears throat> but he knows how to score in college. Will that translate? We will see. He shot 40% from three, so that will help him tremendously. If he did not shoot 40% from three, there will be even more question marks about Keegan Murray, in my opinion. Next, for the seventh pick, I have the Blazers drafting Benedict Matherin, 6'6 guard from Arizona, average 18 and 5 per game, shot 42% from three as a freshman. That's ridiculous. 37% as a sophomore, which is still really, 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 really good. But Benedict Matherin, in my opinion, he's the fifth best player in this draft. Debatable that he's fourth over Chet Holmgren. But we will see. Uh, it was, the reason mainly is because of his height. There's been a lot of you know controversy over his height. He's listed at 6'7". He came into the combine listed around 6'5". Some people are saying he's 6'6". So what's his height? What's his true height? If he's 6'7", he's better than he's – the, he's the fourth best player in the draft. If he's 6'5", that is not great. But he's still going to be good, but that would help if he was taller. So I'm going to say he's six foot six, <laughs> depending on the shoes. But he's 18 years old. I mean, 19 years old. So he's, he's a sophomore. But an incredible dunker, super athletic, can shoot with the best of them and drive at will. It's rare you see someone that's so athletic and a dunker like that that can score like this. You know, uh, I love his game. One of the most entertaining players to watch in college basketball, Benedict Matherin. He reminds me of D Wade a little bit. So, I mean, you're clearly going to be getting a star if he lands on the right team with Portland. I think he would be the best player on the board. I don't know how he would fit, but you know, if he was six, seven, he could play the three fit right on in there. If he's six, five could be an issue. So we'll see. Number eight, I have the Pelicans taking Dyson Daniels, the six, six, well, the 6'8 guard from the G League Ignite, average 11 and 6 with four and a half assists per game. Two steals per game is great as well. But he has a great size on him, great rebounder for a guard, crafty finisher in the paint. I feel he will be the next Josh Giddy type, and he's a little better offensively. There is some talk that he will not play point guard in the NBA. And if that is the case, he should not be taken in the top 10. I'll tell you that right now. His appeal is he can be play that Josh Giddy role as a shooting guard or small forward. <clears throat> I don't see it. I don't know. No, no, no. And overall, he's like my 13th, 14th ranked prospect. It's just the pathway for him to be really good is that point guard. And that's why he probably should go to the Pelicans or at no worse, the Wizards. And he would be perfect fits for them. But as a two or a three, I don't, I don't think so. But that's Dyson Daniels to the Pelicans. Number nine, still have Jalen Williams from Arkansas. And I still will be the only person that has Jalen Williams from Arkansas, probably in the first round. <laughs> but I don't care what people say. What I see from Jalen Williams is a versatile big man who makes passes like a point guard. Who's that sound like? You know, Jokic? I don't know. Maybe. But he's a great outlet passer. Tremendous vision. Average a double-double in college. Shot 30% from three. And, I mean, a big man that can pass the ball, athletic. That's incredible. That's like athletic Jokic. I'm going to stop saying Jokic because y'all going to kill me if he's just decent this year. But <clears throat> you see traits like that, you go for it. And I think the Spurs, other than any other team, will go for it. 
and they need that position because he can play the four or the five. So he can play with another center or take over that starting power four role right away. Now, for the 10th pick in the draft, I've made a slight change, and now I have Malachi Branham going to the Wizards. He is my six-rated player overall. Um, he is the 6'5 guard from Ohio State, averaged 14 points per game. He averaged 14 points per game, 41% from three. Big 10 freshman of the year, shot 50% from the field. I mean, he's a tremendous shooter. He can drive, pull up, hit his spot everywhere on the court. He's deadly from three. He can come right in and be a starting two guard for any team. And he's very polished and smooth player. Reminds me of a young Ray Allen. So you have to love that. And, you know, I think if Bradley Beal leaves, he'll be a great replacement. You know, we heard a lot of that about Bradley Beal pretty much when he was about to be drafted. It was comparisons to a young Ray Allen. And that worked out great for the Wizards the first time. The Wizards really need a point guard, but I don't see one in this top 10 range that would fit. For the 11th pick in the draft, I have the Knicks taking A.J. Griffin, the 6'6 guard from Duke, averaged 10 points per game. He's 19 years old. The thing is, though, he shot 45% from three. Now, watching his tape, he's probably like my 16th to 18th ranked player. But his shooting is tremendous, and there's a lot of talk that he wasn't truly 100% this year. And going by his tape before this season at Duke, he was super athletic and all that. But they were saying there was an injury that slowed him down. Will he recover and become that athletic guy that he was before this year at Duke? I don't know. That's for teams to do their due diligence. But if he does, that's great. But if he doesn't, this is too high for him. So, but if you're if you're drafting off a of potential, his shot is great. Really nice touch. He's got a bit of a slow release. I think his career trajectory will probably be along the lines of Buddy Heald if he stays the way he is now, you know, so we will see about that. Number 12, I have OKC taking Tari Eason, the 6-8-4 from LSU. Average 17 and 6, and that was, you know, in 24 minutes a game coming off the bench. Imagine what he would have done if he started. <laughs> you know, his SEC six man of the year. Very aggressive on offense and defense. And that's what the Thunder need, especially if they draft Chet at number two. I think he will pair well with him. He has a good post game, great defensive player, very very good hustle player. Um, So he has some things to work on on his game, but I think OKC clearly is the best place for that. Number 13, I have the Hornets taking Mark Williams, the center from Duke. I prefer him over Jalen Duran. Most people don't. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. But Mark Williams is a seven-foot center from Duke, average 11 in his points and seven boards with three blocks per game. He's a very aggressive big man, strong finisher at the rim, and he has some nice touch in the paint. You got to have that touch in the paint. You know, he's a great pick-and-roll player, can back you down, get exactly where he wants to under the paint. He's going to be a force in the NBA, especially, you know, Each year, he's going to get bigger and stronger. So, I mean, he's going to be hard to stop if he keeps improving on his game. The Hornets need a center desperately. I think he'll be a great fit. 
Number 14, I have the Cavs taking Johnny Davis, the 6'5 guard from Wisconsin. And that's a theme with this draft. A lot of 6'5 guards, <laughs> like so many 6'5 guards in this draft. You have to pick up the litter if you need a shooting guard in this draft. Johnny Davis averaged 20 points per game, eight boards per game. 20-year-old sophomore, shot 39% from three as a freshman, but only 30% as a sophomore. And that's why he's down a little bit further than the rest of these guys. What's the shooting? Is it real? Is it not real? We will see. We know his defense is real. Really good defensive uh, player, pesky defender. You know, he is not a real flashy guy. He doesn't waste a lot of time dribbling to get where he wants to go. He gets where he wants to go gets to a spot, pulls up for the J or goes to the rack. He can get a shot in multiple ways. And I think he will be able to shoot the three very well in the NBA. So we will see. He has a nice crossover as well. The Cavs need a shooting guard if they let Colin Sexton go, which it seems like they will. So I think that would be a great fit for the Cavs. Next, I have the Hornets taking Jalen Williams. The 6'6 guard slash forward from Santa Clara. Average 18 and four and four per game. Tremendous three-point shooter. He can create his own shot, can score in traffic. Great passer. He has point guard instincts when he's passing at times, you know. He would have had more assists as well if his teammates would have knocked on knocked down those easy shots he set him up for. But he can do everything AJ Griffin can do and possibly better. I mean, if no if if I was an insider and I could see these guys working out and everything. I would possibly be higher on Jalen Williams than A.J. Griffin. But I don't have enough information right now. So, But from all accounts, no one has Jalen Williams over A.J. Griffin. But I think there's a path that he could be better than him. He reminds me a little bit of Sadiq Bey. I think he'll be a really good player in this league. And, you know, with that three-point shooting, that's going to help out a lot. Hornets don't really need two rookies, though. So, will they trade the pick? I think they should have. I said they should have traded a pick for Christian Wood. Christian Wood got drafted, traded for a 26 pick. People killed me on that, said, no, Christian Wood's terrible. Okay, try your luck with two rookies in the first round and, and see what happens. They're not 100% success rate, people, but we will see what happens. Number 16, I still have the Hawks taking Oche Agbaji, 6'5 guard from Kansas. Average 19 points per game, shot 40% from three. Super athletic, very strong shooting guard. I mean, he's like the Dwight Howard of shooting guards with those muscles out there. You know, looks like a pro playing college ball. And that's probably because he's 22 years old. So that helps. But he can create his own shot or pull up off the dribble for three. He has a really good first step. Quick hands. He's going to be a really good defender. People are going to be looking at him to be the perfect 3 and D player with potential for more, I feel. Now, number 17, I now have the Rockets taking Jalen Duran, 6'11", big man from Memphis, average 12 and 8 with two blocks per game, 18 years old. Huge defensive presence, great at blocking shots, but he's kind of a rim runner with all blocks and dunks. It will help you protect the paint, but I would like a lot more offense to his game, more touch. He needs to work on that, and if he can, that would be great. I mean, then his potential will be through the roof, but as for now, I mean, he's kind of similar to Isaiah Jackson. Better body, but, you know, Isaiah Jackson went in the 20s last year and didn't play the first half of the season, 
So I don't know if Jalen Duran's path will be that much different. It's going to depend on where he gets drafted. But his future is bright. I just can't see myself taking him over Mark Williams. Number 18, I still have the Bulls taking Jaden Hardy. 6'4 guard from the G League Ignite. He's one of my top 10 players in this draft. Everyone hates him, for <laughs> apparently. But there's no way that there is that much separation between him and Shaden Sharp. If anything, it's equal or Jaden Hardy has been better, is better than Shaden Sharp. You know what I mean? People killed Jaden Hardy like he had a t- terrible year in the G League. This man averaged 17 and a half points, four and a half boards, three and a half assists per game. It with the G League Ignite playing against grown men. You know, he shot 33% from three. These are not terrible numbers. Look at his film. He's an electric guard. He's an all-star type of player. He's a great shooter. He can dribble, drive, shoot, pass. He has a total package. He's a clutch player. Wants the ball when the game is on the line. I mean, he could shoot so well with the step backs, fadeaways, get to the rim at any time. You know, you could say he has a little Jamal Crawford in his game but also a little Jalen Green in this game, just like Shaden. Mix them together, you have Jaden Hardy. And, you know, people are saying he's not efficient. You got to realize when you're playing grown men, it's different than playing college players. Like, there's no days off. There's no easy days. Every game is hard. When you're in college, you're going to be playing guys that are going to be working at Best Buy when the season's over, you know not professional athletes that are either going to be playing pro ball in America, some other country or the NBA, you know, uh, whether G league or the NBA, Jaden Hardy is a stud. (laughs) I can't say it enough. Whoever gets him is going to be a steal. I really hope he goes to the right team because that's the only thing that will hamper his future. Number 19. I now have the Minnesota Timberwolves taking Marjan Bochamp. 6'6 guard from G League Ignite. Average 15 and 7 per game. Great size, super athletic guard. I think he will pair tremendously with Anthony Edwards. And Minnesota could be a juggernaut. I mean, they could easily surpass Memphis if they get this pick right. Uh, he's a crafty, smart player, especially in traffic, playing a post order perimeter. You know, multiple 20 point games, quick first step, nice defender as well. So he needs to get that three-point shooting up. But other than that, perfect small four for today's NBA. Number 20, I now have the Spurs taking Uzban Jing, 6'10", big man from France. Originally, I didn't have him in my first round because his tape is underwhelming. But from all accounts, everyone loves him. And you can see the potential in his game. So I think the Spurs could take a shot here <clears throat> and he could fit well, excuse me. Good long range defender, tall and skinny, can pass, dribble well, can even break down a defender from the perimeter. Uh, if he fails at everything else, he's going to be a good defender. But, you know, I don't think he's ready yet in my opinion, but this is a perfect team for him to go to because they have three first round picks. They can draft him, let him sit like Josh Primo did, let him come in the next year or even the year after. And by then he could be a stud. So he has super high upside, but right now he's too raw for me to really be a top 30 player. This is strictly a swing for the fences for a team that drafts him. 
but he's not a top 30 player in my opinion, but I could see that happening. Number 21, I have the Nuggets taking Bryce McGowan's, the 6'6 shooting guard from Nebraska, average 17 and 5 per game. His only knock was he shot 27% from three. <clears throat> he's very skinny as well. <laughs> but he's a really good three-point uh, three shooter, regardless of that percentage. He had to take a lot of tough shots. His form is great. And when he hit it, I mean, he looks like a tremendous three-point shooter. You know, he just had to take a lot of bad shots in the NBA. Hopefully, that won't stick with him. I mean, he was the focal point of the offense in Nebraska. So, in the NBA, he will not be the focal point of the team. The shots should come a lot easier. You know, he can score with contact, score in traffic. And when he gets a little bit more weight on him, I think he really can be a problem. You know, if you want to see a comparison, I've compared him to a little bit taller DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray took a a year or two to, you know, really turn into a good player. Bryce McGowan's could be on that same trajectory. And I think someone's going to get a steal drafting him. And there's, I've heard talk that he's not a first round pick by most people's account. They would be wrong. Okay. (laughs) Now for number 22, I have the Memphis Grizzlies taking Kendall Brown, the 6'8 forward from Baylor. Average 10 points per game, shot 34% from three. He has great size for what he does. Super athletic. One of the best dunkers in his class. One of the bounciest players in his class. And he can hit the spot up three very well. He's a bit of a tall, unorthodox player. But he's always cutting to the rim. Normally in the right place at the right time. Catches a ton of easy baskets because of his movements. You know, he kind of reminds me a bit of Channing Fry. Not old Channing Fry. Young training five. And that's well worth the 22nd pick. Because he has that upside too. He'll be much better defensively. And I think he'll fit well with uh, Memphis. Number 23, I now have the 76ers taking Patrick Baldwin. Yes. And I almost said the Bucks because he's from the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I'm like, Milwaukee? That's not a college you hear most of the time. And that's because he shouldn't, but and he shouldn't have went there. But he's a 6'9 slash 6'10 forward, shot 26% from three, average 12 and six per game. By all accounts, he had a down year. And they even say, as a senior in high school, he had a down year um, because of injuries. So Patrick Baldwin is a huge swing for the fences. But when he looks good, he looks like a top 10 pick. You see flashes of him in college, shooting the three. I mean, the shot looks great when it goes in. You know, he can drive to the rack, create his own shot, or find the open man. He can hit step back twos or threes, fadeaways. But will it translate? Is he an underperforming big man, or does he just need to be with the right coach and right team and develop, and he could become – that top 10 worthy type of player from this draft we will see he kind of reminds me a bit of a like a less fluid Kyle Kuzma but we'll see what he turns out to be but he's worth the swing in my opinion and he would fit well on the Sixers if he works out number 24 I have the Milwaukee Bucks now (laughs) Drafting Jeremy Sohan from Baylor, the 6'9 forward, average nine points per game, shot 29% from three. Uh, I think he's going to be, I compare him a little bit to P.J. Tucker. 
when the Bucks had P.J. Tucker, they won the championship. So if they can replace that piece, and he clearly has upside, the shooting is not P.J. Tucker level. But everything else is the defense, the fitting, the passing. He will fit right in with the Bucks, And with the opportunity to improve that three-point shooting, they can have a bigger, stronger, younger P.J. Tucker. And I think that would help them tremendously. Uh, he, but he does need to work on that offense a lot. But he, in my opinion, Sohan is definitely not a lottery player. He would fit best and excel with a playoff team. He does not need to go to a bad team. He will be lost and considered a bust. But on Milwaukee, he would be considered a hero. Uh, number 25, the Spurs are back on the clock for the third pick. I have them taking Michael Foster, the power four from the G League Ignite. Average 15 and nine per game. Shot 31% from three. He's a really big athletic forward. Can handle the ball, shoot outside, hit the J or get to the rim. Runs the floor tremendously. He has great smooth post moves, unlike some of the players I've named earlier. (laughs) But, you know, he was a five-star recruit. He would have been considered much higher if he had not went to G League Ignite, you know, believe it or not, him and Jaden Hardy stock and probably Bochan stock have all plummeted by going to the G League Ignite this year. You know, by all accounts, they said they are better players for it. But for some reason, you know, teams are knocking them for going to the G League Ignite. I mean, from all accounts of what we heard. Now, when draft day comes, of all these guys going to top 15, all that was a smokescreen. But a lot of people say Michael Foster is not a first-round pick. He's definitely a first-round pick. He's one of the best power forwards in this class. So he would fit well with San Antonio also and provide depth. Number 26, the new pick for the Rockets, which was to the Mavericks. I have the Rockets taking Ty Ty Washington, the 6'3 guard from Kentucky. Average 12 points per game. Shot 35% from three. He's a great shooter off the screen, great mover with or without the ball, can play either guard position. He can hit every shot on the court. Um, You know, he can hit that floater. And his game really reminds me of D'Angelo Russell a little bit. You know, he definitely plays below the rim, but he will still get down in there and battle because, he, you know, he's tiny down there at times against those big men. But, you know, he needs to get more assists if he's going to be a true point guard. Four assists per game is not enough, but he was a freshman at Kentucky. And as we know, freshmen from Kentucky that go into the NBA, nine out of 10 times are better in the NBA. I don't know what Coach Cal's doing down there, but, <laughs> you know, he, he's doing something right by finding the talent, but they're not flourishing with him. So we'll see. Number 27, I have the Miami Heat taking Caleb Houston, a 6'8 small four from Michigan. Shot 35% from three. He was a top 10 recruit in that shade and sharp area. You know, but there was a lot of talk earlier about him being a mid-second round pick because his season at Michigan wasn't double the production that he had, basically. So I don't know how Shaden Sharp's getting no knock at all and just, you know, all the praise is top five, top 10. But Jaden Hardy plays, struggles, does well gets knocked. Caleb Houston plays, struggles, does well, gets knocked big time. But the talent is still there. You know, he's a good three-point shooter. He has great form. 
He's just not really athletic or a high riser, and a lot of teams are looking for that. But a lot of good players get passed up on because they're looking past the athleticism or they won't look past the athleticism. Uh, You know, in college, he was primarily a three-point shooter. I think he has more to his game that we could see in the NBA. But he has great active hands for steals as well. He pretty much reminds me of Clay Thompson. So, I mean, if you get anything close to Clay Thompson with the 27th pick, you're doing something right. And he'll fit well with Miami. For the Warriors, I have them at number 28, taking Jordan Hall. The 6'8 point forward from St. Joseph. He averaged 14, six and a half boards, six assists per game. He is very similar to Kay Cunningham, just went to a small school. You have to trust the film, trust the talent. He did it in back to back seasons. He could have came out of the draft last year, in my opinion. And, you know, I think he might have been drafted higher last year. This year, people are talking about late second round, maybe undrafted. And that makes zero sense to me. He's a, the number 10 player on my board in this draft. He's he's great. So I don't know what teams are seeing that they're not liking other than the athleticism is not through the roof. But he doesn't rely on athleticism to score, which will further his career. He plays a little methodical like Luca, um, you know, but he's, his playmaking is great. He has incredible vision, great passing skills, can play in the post mid-range pure shooter, perfect prospect in my opinion. Number 29, I have Memphis taking Hugo Besson. And this is mainly if Ty, um, Tyus Jones is not re-signed. I think Hugo Besson would be a perfect backup point guard, but he can play a little shooting guard as well for Memphis. And this is the thing about having to do the draft before free agency. You just don't know what the final roster is going to look like. So Memphis can go a lot of ways here, but you know, I think he'll be a perfect backup point guard. And John Morant, you know, he's been missing some time lately. So if he's out, he could play that starting role once he gets accommodated. But he averaged 14 points per game, shot 30% from three. And he's not a typical international point guard. I mean, he has a handle like an NBA, like an American young NBA player. Um, You know, he can hit the pull-up J, step back, the floater, great touch. And I mean, nice crossover. Like, don't sleep on Hugo Besson. You know, I'm a big fan of his. Number 30, which was OKC's pick, is now Denver's pick. I can see them going with Blake Wesley. He might not be the perfect fit, but he's probably the best player on the board right now, and he's going to be too good to pass up. And they'll make it work. Um, He's a 6'4" point guard slash shooting guard from Notre Dame averaged 14 points per game 30% from three six nine wingspan Uh, I think they will mold him into what they want to be they molded Bones Highland slowly last year and I think Blake Wesley can fit well with this team he can hit the three loves the mid-range game takes a lot of tough contested shots which he'll have to work on but I think that was just being on Notre Dame but you know he's a big point guard that may have to play the shooting guard in the NBA. We will see. And, you know, there will be a lot of competition in OKC for minutes. So I think it will be a good fit. But they, they they have a lot of directions they can go to. They clearly traded a 2027 first-round pick, which will 100% be better than pick 30 because they have someone in mind. They're either going to take the best player available or 
there's some sneaky guy they have in mind. I doubt it would be Patrick Baldwin, though, because they already have Michael Porter Jr. But anyway, now, that was my first round. On to the second round. First time doing my second round. Let's go. We're going to breeze through this. I have the Pacers at number 31, drafting Dominic Barlow, the 6'9", 4 from Overtime Elite, 18 years old, averaged 23.5 points per game. His only knock was he was at Overtime Elite. If he was at the G League or college, people would trust him more. But Dominic Barlow, great size, great length. He should fit well with the Pacers. Number 32, the Magic have them drafting Christian Braun or Brown. A 6'6 guard from Kansas, averaged 14 points per game. Very similar to Tyler Hero. He's just a 21-year-old junior, so that might drop him a little bit. But he shot 39% from three. Christian Braun, well needed for the Magic. Perfect fit. For the Raptors at 33, I have them drafted Christian Coloco, the seven foot one center, uh, averaged 12 and a half points per game, three blocks per game. Great size center. We all know the Raptors need a center. They would probably be in better shape to trade for a center or sign one in the offseason. But if they're going to stick with getting one in the draft, Christian Coloco could be a great fit. And I mean, the Raptors, how are you going to score on the Raptors if they get? Christian Colombo, they got Scotty Barnes, they got OG, they got Pascal. I mean, it's ridiculous, the length there. Uh, now, number 34, I have the Thunder taking Walker Kessler. I don't like Walker Kessler. <laughs> I don't know if he's even worth drafting. But I think for OKC, they're going to need a big man in there to back up Chet. You can't just have Chet and Poku there. You have to have a big, solid defender that can help protect Chet. Walker Kessler helped Jabari Smith in Auburn. So he definitely would help Chet uh, bring some post presence, protect the rim. This is the safest pick of all time because he will fit right in and be solid no matter what. Not flashy, not great, (laughs) but he's necessary for OKC. Number 35, I have the Orlando Magic taking Julian Champagne, one of my favorite prospects, 6'8", 4 from St. John's, averaged 19 points per game. You know, he shot 38% from three as a freshman, 34% as a sophomore. Uh, He has a 6'10 wingspan. He's a great spot-up three-point shooter. He's not really athletic, and that's why people don't have him in the first round. But like I said, that is not everything. He can create space. He only needs a little bit. Great shooter. Love Julian Champagne's game. Number 36, I have the Portland Trailblazers taking Nikolai Jovic, the 6'11 big man from Serbia. Shot 40% from three. Averaged almost 12 points a game. Here's why I have him at 36. He plays like a guard, like a shooting guard. He's a great shooter. Nice handle. Can pull up, get his own shot. But will that translate for Jovic? If, I mean, the only player we've seen do this is Kevin Durant. I do not think Nikolai Jovic is Kevin Durant. So, I mean, the speed's not there. He plays, you know, he plays like Luka. But I just don't know. It's too much of a outlier for me to say he's going to work for sure. I can see it going either way. And I think Portland will be will feel this definitely worth the risk at this pick. 
I mean, he literally can go anywhere from pick 15 to pick 36, in my opinion. <laughs> it's all over the place. You know, playing internationally, you just do not know if Jovic's game, because it's so unique, will translate. But he's very talented. So, but it, it wow. He's probably my hardest prospect to gauge whether he will translate. Him and Chet. <laughs> Now, 37, I have the Kings taking Jake LaRavia. I think that would be a great quality pick for them. I don't have him ranked as a 37 player, but he will fit great for him. I have him lower than that. Most people have him in the first round. I've heard lottery. I heard teams. No, no, no. Jake LaRavia is not that good, but that's my opinion. He has a nice handle for his size. Good shooter, good cutter. He's a hustle player. You know, he can do a lot of good things. Some people say he's similar to Franz Wagner. I think I think he's similar. Not as quick. Um, but we will see. He should be a safe pick, especially at 37. But I definitely would not take him in the top 20. Um, number 20, number 38. I'm killing these some of these guys today. I know you guys love some of these guys. So let me hear your feedback. Comment, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm right. I'm sure I'll just hear the wrong parts. But I know Jake Laravia is a you know, hot button topic. A lot of people love him. So that was 37. 38, I have the Spurs taking EJ Liddell. Another guy a lot of people love. I do not love EJ Liddell. I mean, I could see him going 10, 15 spots lower than this. And that's because he's 6'7", and he basically was a center at Ohio State. That's not going to work in the NBA. <laughs> um, he's going to have to play the two or the three, maybe the four. But he loves that jumper at the free throw line. He's an undersized four, plays like an old-school power forward, can back you down, get to the paint. That's not today's NBA. He's just not a special player, in my opinion. He's a decent or role player, which is needed, which will fit great in the late 30s, early 40s. But first round, I don't think so. Now, if he was 6'10", that's a different story. But he reminds me of Moses Wright. He was a player in last year's draft. That went to Georgia Tech or Wake Forest. I cannot remember which school exactly. But he was very talented. He did not get drafted. So, and he's not as good as Moses Wright. So, Pete, like, just think about that. Just think about that. But there's a path, but just think about that. Number 39, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I have him taken Ryan Rollins. 6'3 point guard from Toledo. He looks bigger than 6'3. You see... Tata Washington at 6'3", and he looks small. Ryan Rollins looks tall out there at Toledo, and it could have been because he was at Toledo. But he can hit the spot up, Jay, pull up off the grip, dribble. You know, looks really good out there, great passer. He can get to the rack at will, normally makes the right decision. Not flashy, just gets the job done. Ryan Rollins will be a good backup to Darius Garland. They need a backup point guard in Cleveland, big time. So I think that would be a great fit. And they also could go with this guy that I have at 40. They're interchangeable. I would choose Ryan Rollins first over Kennedy Chandler, who I have going to Minnesota. But people love Kennedy Chandler, think he's a first-round pick. I don't think so. He's Kennedy Chandler is a 6'1 guard from Tennessee, averaged 14 points per game, shot 38% from three. His game is great, but he's six foot one. That's the knock. His tape compared to Sharif Cooper. Shreve Cooper was better. Shreve Cooper was too small, according to the NBA. That's why he fell to the 40s. 
I can see the same path for Kennedy Chandler. Why would Sharif Cooper fall that far and Kennedy Chandler be taken in the first round? That would make no sense other than you're desperate for a point guard. We will see what happens. Uh, he has great vision. You know, he makes some Kyrie Irving type plays and layups in traffic as well. But it's just the size, strictly the size. But he, I think he projects to be a backup point guard for Minnesota. It'd be worth it here at pick 40. But I don't see starter in his future at 6-1. You have to be super special to be a starter at 6-1, like Chris Paul level. So we'll see. 41, I have the Pelicans taking Musa. Diabate, the 6'10 power forward from Michigan. I think he would play great in the backup role to Zion. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's similar to Zion, but you know when a team is <laughs> preparing for another team in practice and they put the guy that's the same height and size in his jersey and they practice against him, Musa Diabate will fit that role well with the Pelicans. So he's not Zion, but you know, he's a big athletic power forward, plays great in and around the rim, great floor runner. I think he can develop into something really nice in New Orleans. Number 42, the Knicks on the clock. I haven't taken Andrew Nimhart, the six four point guard from Gonzaga. Not the flashy guy the Knicks, I'm sure, are looking for, but I think he will flourish with the Knicks or any team, really. Nimhart is a really good player, great crossover, very quick. He blows by everyone. Silky smooth point guard is pretty unstoppable. He's an amazing passer. I hope he plays point guard. You know, that will help out even more. Can hit the step back, Jay. Great one on one player. So, a really good three point shooter. Perfect point guard for today's NBA. He might have to be a backup, though. But, you know, they say the Knicks are looking for a point. There you go. Number 43, the Clippers are on the clock. I haven't taken Trevor Keels. In my opinion, Trevor Keels is a guy that should be drafted in the 50s. But as far as position need, I think the Clippers need either a point guard or a center. And the point guards are running low. <laughs> so I haven't taken Trevor Keels. And he could play the one or the two. We will see. People say that he reminds them of Lou Dort. I don't see that. I see him as a Tyus Jones type of player but bigger he's a great assist man very smart player makes the right passes you know he bullies guards in the paint because of his size he has nice vision and handle i see him as a backup point guard in nba and uh, clippers need a backup point guard so next i have the falcons nope i do not have falcons (laughs) i just saw atlanta and i said falcons don't know why the hawks are on the clock at 44, I haven't taken Wendell Moore, 6'5 guard from Duke. Very athletic guard. Should be a good quality shooting guard for the team. You never know. If they trade someone, he can move into that starting lineup. But the Fal- Hawks do not like playing rookies. So we will see. It's probably never good to go 58 deep in one, one draft. So we'll see in one show. Number 45, I have the Hornets taking Dalen Terry, 6'7 forward from Arizona. Point forward, I suppose. In my opinion, he's barely draftable, but everyone loves him as well. Has him as a first-round pick. So I squeezed him in here to Charlotte. He's a skinny, lanky guard. He can shoot it. He can shoot it, drive it, hit the three. He's not the fastest player, but he makes some heady plays. 
Uh, you know, he's a good dunker, but in my opinion, I saw nothing too special about him. He definitely needs to get some weight on him. I think he will be with the Greensboro Swarm for a lot if he goes to the Hornets. He's not ready yet, but he's very confident. He thinks he thinks he's the the sh, okay, <laughs> but I do not. He's not a first round pick, people. But Dalen Terry to the Hornets. Number forty six. The Pistons are on the clock. Haven't taken Orlando Robinson. They need a center. They don't need much else, really, uh, other than backup type of positions if they go with Shaden Sharp, you know, in the first round. So I have them drafted Orlando Robinson, a 6'11 big man from Fresno State, averaged 19 and 8 per game. He's 22 years old, so people are going to hate that, but he shot 35% from three. I said a center shot 35% from three. That's incredible. 7'4 wingspan, very productive big man that can dribble. Drive, spin, maneuver his way to the rack. He has an array of moves, post moves. He's not just a rim runner or a shot blocker. I think he's really talented, and he has a nice little hook shot, too. He can post up, fade away. He still needs to work on his game, but I think it's well worth the pick right here at 46. At 47, I have the Grizzlies taking Josh Minot, the forward from Memphis. Uh, he's long-rangey. I think he is a project that would fit well with Memphis and give him a year or two to develop. He's not ready to play at all. <laughs> so he, uh, especially on Memphis. So, but his potential could be there. He has to get that three point shot uh, much improved and you never know. He, he could be good in the future, but it's just going to take some time. You know, he averaged six points per game in college. So, I mean, you have to think about that. He shot 14% from three. So he has a long way to go, but he has the body, the size, the range to be good. And it, I mean, for Memphis, they're not, they don't need anyone at this pick to help the team. It's all about the future right now. Number 48, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves drafting Darion Sebron, the 6'7 guard slash forward from NC State. He is a 22 year old, which people hate. But he averaged 17 points, eight boards per game. But he only shot 25% from three. That's a knock, obviously. But he has great size, great handle. Can take it to the rack on anybody. He's hard to stop when he's going to the rack. You know, he displayed that in the combine. But he honestly displayed it all year at NC State. He can shoot the three, though. Even though his percentages are bad, he's still going to shoot it. (laughs) And it goes in every now and then. But he has a nice crossover. Good finisher in traffic. Darion Sebron to Minnesota. Number 49, the Kings. I have them taking Max Christie, the 6'6 guard from Michigan State. Average only nine points per game. I would say he had a down year, 32% from three. A lot of people have him in the top 20. I don't get it. I mean, I see a good, solid shooting guard. Has a little Chris Duarte in his game. Can shoot from any and everywhere. You know, you you could say it's a little Jordan Poole-like. But it took Jordan Poole a little while to, to get right. Max Christie would be in that same boat, but he's worth the pick at 49. Number 50, Minnesota back on the clock. They have like 10 picks in this draft, it seems like. I haven't taken Justin Lewis. He is a 6'7", small forward slash power forward, average 17 and 8 per game. Went to Marquette. Marquette players normally turn out pretty good. He shoots the three very well and confidently. He has a 7'2 wingspan. It's crazy. 
Um, you know, Minnesota loves those tall, lanky, um, long wingspan guys. So uh, he loved the dribble pull up. Very good shooting form and touch. He can finish with the left as well. He's just not flashy. But I think he can find a role in Minnesota. 51 for Golden State, one of my favorite players. I have them taking Iverson Molinar. He's a top 28 player, in my opinion. And if they're getting him at 51, the rich just get, keep getting richer. 6'3 point guard from Mississippi State, average 17 and a half points per game. His problem is only three and a half assists. So he's going to have to work on that, but it'll be all right. Now he shot 25% from three. 37% for three as a freshman, 43% as a sophomore. It's just his junior year. I don't know what happened with his three-point shot, but clearly from the previous two years, you can tell he can shoot it. Uh, he has a 6'8 wingspan, big-time score, uh, easily blows by defenders, and I think the Warriors need a backup point guard. I mean, who's the, who's the Warriors' backup point guard? Iverson Molinar would be, I mean, like I said, the rich just getting richer. Number 52, the Pelicans. I haven't taken Johnny Juzang, the 6'7'4 from UCLA. They don't need him. They don't need anyone, really. They may need a backup. They, don't, they need nothing at this point. <laughs> so just bring in Johnny Juzang, the 6'7'4 from UCLA. I was high on him last year. I thought he was a player in the 30s last year. So it's still a steal to get him at 52 here. But really, they should just trade this pick. They don't need anyone. The Pelicans are pretty loaded for next year. 53, the Celtics are on the clock. I haven't taken Gabriel Procida, the 6-7-4 from Italy, shot 38% from three. But here's the thing. this Everyone loves Gabriel Procida. I love them too. There's not enough evidence that he's going to be great for him to go in the first round, in my opinion. He only played 18 minutes per game in Italy. He's 20 years old. He has the size. He has the athleticism. He, uh, you know, he even has to touch on the three-point shot. Very athletic swing man. But 18 minutes a game, this is a lot of projecting right here, you know. So I'm a fan. I hope he does well. I can see him going anywhere from 30 to 50. And, I mean, I wanted to move him up, but I love these guys ahead of him. So it's, it, this draft is so deep. There are going to be, like, 10 guys that are not drafted that are well worthy of being drafted. So, but in Boston, he doesn't have to be ready for Boston. They can stash him. They stashed their um, pick last year. So we'll see what happens. He, he probably won't be stashed, but I don't know. We'll see. Now, 54, the Wizards are back on the clock. They need a point guard. Didn't get that in the first round. So I haven't taken J.D. Davidson, the 6'3 point guard from Alabama. Only scored eight points per game, five boards, four assists. That's pretty good. Shot 30% from three. You want that number up. Now, JD plays like a star. Uh, you know, he looks like De'Aaron Fox out there at times, but he wasn't able to really, like, he didn't start for Alabama. He showed the flashes. He's very intriguing, very fun. He has some things he needs to work on, but if he gets it all together, I think he can be a star, like I said. He probably should have returned to college, perfected those things, and he would have been no doubt a top 20 pick. So this would be Washington getting a player a year early, kind of like the Spurs did with Josh Primo, and it being a great fit. 55, the Warriors are back on the clock. I haven't taken Gabe Brown, 
safe player, safe pick. Uh, Michigan State alumni like Draymond Green, so I know he's going to love him and coach him up. But Gabe Brown, 22-year-old senior, scored 11 points per game, shot 42% from three as a junior, 38% as a senior. Very athletic player, great hustler, hard worker, left-handed type of player that's all over the court. Hustle player, exactly what the Warriors need. And like I said, the Draymond-Michigan State connection is going to be incredible. 56, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking Cameron McGusty. You may have never heard of him. One of my favorite players in the draft. I, he's probably my 40th ranked guy, and he's going 56. Watch his tape. Cameron Augusti, 6'5", senior from Miami. Average 18 points per game, 35% from three. He has a great handle, nice crossover. Can get wherever he wants on the court, whether driving to the rack or pulling up for the three. Good shooter, nice floater. Cameron Augusti, much better than Chetty Osman. <laughs> All right. Had to throw that in there. Number 57, the Portland Trailblazers. I haven't taken John Butler. John Butler is one of those tough players as well, like Nikolai Jovic, like Chet Holmgren. Where does he go? What's his path? Super talented center. Seven foot one. Weighs 20 pounds less than Chet Holmgren. You heard me right. Chet Holmgren is too skinny to play in the NBA. John Butler is 20 pounds skinnier, lighter than Chet Holmgren. But he's a tremendous three-point shooter. He shot 39% from three as a 7-1 center. He can slash. He can dribble. He can play like a guard. Nice form on his shot. Nice lob catcher. Good shot blocker. I mean, he, he, can, he can stay with Chet Holmgren. And then on the next play, and against the next team, he guarded Caleb Love, the point guard from UNC from the three-point line and stayed with him every step to the basket and blocked his shot. John Butler is, whoa, mind-blowing. If, if <laughs> you know, the Magic don't take Chet, if OKC doesn't take Chet, it's well worth it to take your risk on John Butler late in the second round because you got a baby Chet right there. And who knows? He could be better than Chet. He, he, they got to feed that boy ASAP, though. <laughs> But, I, I, you know, he definitely should have returned to college, but he decided to stay in this draft. Most people think it's because he ever he has a promise somewhere. So don't be surprised if he's drafted much earlier than this. So we will see. And for my last and final pick, I have the Indiana Pacers taking Alondis Williams, the 6'5", point, point guard, shooting guard, small forward from – Wake Forest, yes, just like Jake LaRavia, his teammate. He's a great slasher to the rim. He averaged 18 and a half points per game. You got to get drafted, drafted, scoring that much. But he only shot 28% from three. Great, great slasher to the rim, can create his own shot off the dribble, you know, can shoot the three. I don't think he's a point guard, though. A lot of these guys play point in college. It translates. I don't think he'll be a point in the NBA, but I think he will definitely help you with his ball handling ability. He's a good defender as well. Very safe player. Will not fail for the Pacers. Great fit. Now, that's that was exhausting. But that was 1 through 58, my mock draft for this year's NBA draft. I'm going to name like five or six guys that weren't drafted. And let me know if I really screwed this up or not. Now, let's start with, well, one of my guys, Isaiah Brockington. Love his game. 6'4 guard from Iowa State. 
Would love to have him drafted. Just just couldn't get him in there. Donovan Williams, 6'6 guard from UNLV. Scottie Pippen Jr., I wish he was taller. Isaiah Mobley, that's right, Evan Mobley's brother. He's draftable. He, should, he probably should have been in his draft. We will see. You know, uh, Ron Harper Jr., Keon Ellis, Travion Williams, Jabari Walker, Peyton Watson. I don't get it with the Peyton Watson. Kofi Cockburn, Kalifia Diop, Carlo Makovich. I love Carlo. John Montero. Everyone loves him. It's so many guys, people. Kenneth Lofton. I don't see it with him. People love him. This draft is insane. I can't wait to the day that it comes. How did you love my mock draft? If you made it through, I mean, this was exhausting. <laughs> so we're going to get you on out of here. You know, um, I have more content with you. I got big news coming up. I might be on a very big podcast coming up. I'm not going to say it. I'll wait till it happens. You know, I don't want to spoil the surprise. But thank you all for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review. I'd appreciate it so much. And until next time, I'm out of here.